future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call. It is Monday, February 14th, 2022. Yes, this is part two of our Valentine's Day doubleheader. Of course, earlier today, we had Stephen Caruso on from the Pennsylvania Capital Star talking about, uh, you know, redistricting and uh, fights ahead. What's going on with the Supreme Court? Give us a little history up in there. Um, and tonight, uh, we've got uh, one of my favorite guests that we've had on recently is uh, Diana Lagerman's back on the show. So uh, you're in for a good one here, folks. Yes, this is Raging Chickens Out to Coop Live. This is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. On Out to Coop Live, we talk to progressives, activists, and troublemakers of all sorts, right from our own backyards and across the country. On Fridays, of course, we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. And check out the Wednesday show with Cyril Michaleko. Uh, Cyril's a progressive columnist for the Bucks County Courier Times, the Intelligencer, and now the Bucks County Beacon, too, as well. And every kind of couple weeks or so, Cyril joins me to break down what's happening in the Bucks County, in Pennsylvania, and in international politics. You can get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And you can also support this show by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash allrcpress and choose your membership level. You can also help out the show right now by heading over to our YouTube channel. And as if you're not there already, smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you can hit us that five-star review. It helps other people find the show. You can also join our Discord server. Info on that is in today's show notes if you want to continue the conversation all week long. And for more PA Progressive Talk, you can tune into the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. every night. And you can find it on YouTube, Twitter, you know, basically wherever you find streaming content, Rick is there. Head on over to thericksmithshow.com for the latest across all his platforms. And you got to check out his live call-in show, WBAI of New York, over the weekends. It's really awesome. And you got to check out Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast you haven't already. Season 2 is officially launched. The amazing PA women's during the excuse me, political cauldron behind this podcast rock the house. And they know where the bodies are buried. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at, at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And subscribe to their podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. All you gamers out there, the Game In, that's with two N's. The Game In is a Quakertown-based black family-owned gaming store. They're friends of the show, and they've got everything from retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, collectibles, action figures, you get the deal. And look, kids, they get a discount for every A on the report card. Can't beat that. Check them out on their Facebook page. Follow them on Twitter at, at the Game In. That's with two N's. And if you've got a question about a game, you look for something hard to get, you shoot them a message or drop them an email at thegameinpa at gmail.com. And a special shout-out goes to Jonathan Mann, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at, at Song of Dayman. Again, two N's. That's at Song of Dayman on Twitter. Well, 
On tonight's show, like I said, I welcome Diana Lagerman back to the show. Diana's a writer, teacher, activist, and former Central Bucks School Board candidate. In another example of how elections have consequences, this past week, the Central Bucks School Board, dominated by increasingly right-wing members, canceled a field trip to the National Holocaust Museum and other other uh, sites in Washington, D.C. Why? Well, turns out D.C. had a strict vaccine and mask mandates, and that was just too much for the anti-mask snowflakes to handle. And as it turns out, like the son of one of the school board members was supposed to be on that field trip, but he's not vaccinated. Oh, so means everybody can't go, right? Yeah, there you go. Another perfect example of board members exerting the extremist views with consequences for all the children in the district. Where was the concern for those kids when we're talking about LGBTQ students or disabled students during the pandemic? Hmm, that's interesting. Well, Diana Lagerman pointed all this out on Twitter, and her tweet went nuts. That's right. Over 90,000 people viewed her tweet, which helped bolster continued organizing among parents, students, and community members, led to a series of newspaper articles drawing attention to what was happening back on Central Bucks and looking forward to get a lay of the land in Central Bucks. Diana, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you. Hi, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. Well, uh, so first I got to say, we just give us a little timeline here. So we had a school board meeting it was like last Tuesday, I believe, right? That's Tuesday right. the 8th. And uh, there was supposed to be, now this wasn't the entire district, right? It was one school, right? Mm -hmm. One ninth grade class was 280 plus students that were supposed to go on this uh, field trip to Washington, D.C., which has been a fairly standard part of Central Bucks field trips, as I understand. Right. Um, but this time it seemed that... Uh, they didn't want to go because they were worried that kids might not be able to use the bathroom. Is that actually the kind of excuses that they were giving about why they're going to cancel this trip? Yes, they were concerned about kids who are not vaccinated because of the mandates in D.C. for what they will do during free time between the museums that have been planned. So just what they're <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. All right, I, I can't, like, I've been trying to, like, I'm trying to kind of, like, serious, but this is, like, this seemed to be, to be, one of the reasons why, let me just let's step back one bit. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because when this story broke, when your tweet came out, then we saw these newspaper articles come here, I literally had echoing in my brain, right? elections have consequences here. Mm -hmm. This is what we get. It's not just the big issues, all the nonsense battles over CRT and all this stuff. But when you put anti-mask and these kind of conspiratorial people that are inside our school boards, you have consequences big and small for our kids. And it seems that it's only when it affects their specific kids, right? The ones that are going to be affected by this, that they care. When right. it came to actually putting immunocompromised kids at, at risk, disabled kids at risk, um, when it comes to kind of threatening and creating a culture of fear for LBGDQ um, kids, then it's mm -hmm. not a concern. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's that's the hypocrisy of it all. Right. You know, they had no problems telling immunocompromised children, you can just stay home because we don't want to wear a mask. So if you feel uncomfortable, stay home. You can do remote learning. Right. Um, they had no problems with, they have no problems pulling books that LGBTQ plus kids can see themselves in, right? But when it comes to, but then they call discrimination of the unvaccinated, which by the way, as we both know, is a choice, right? Discrimination doesn't work with choice. Discrimination right. works with things that you cannot change, you cannot choose. Well, and I think this has been one of the most frustrating parts about uh, about this double standard, right? When it, it's like, 
if you want to grant people, say, the option, right? Say, okay, look, it's your responsibility. It's your choice to say you're not going to get vaccinated. It's your choice to say that you're not going, you're not going to wear a mask. You don't want to do those things. That's fine. However, right, with that becomes a responsibility on the other side of that. Right. Mm -hmm. It means that if you're not going to wear a mask, well, then you can't put yourself in situations where you could potentially expose other people. If you're not going to get vaccinated, then guess what? You have to submit to testing, whatever you are, or if you take extra precautions and you're willing, assumably, you're willing to accept the consequences for your actions because you stand on principle. And if that means your kid can't go on a school trip, well, then so be it. Of course. But the problem is that, you know, consequences, um, they don't want to accept the consequences, right? When when we all make choices, we obviously all made the choice whether or not to vaccinate our children and to get the vaccine ourselves. I chose to vaccinate my children. And I knew that I would have to accept any consequence that came from that, whether they might have a bad reaction to it, maybe they would have side effects to it, maybe there would be some sort of reaction that would be horrific. But I knew that that was the choice that I was making and I would have to accept those consequences, right? But on the other end is, I don't want to make this choice and I don't want to accept the consequences of anything. And on top of it all, I'm going to then hurt other children right. by canceling, you know, whatever, whatever that may be in this case, this trip. Right. And I, I want to be clear about, I'm about to say something and I want to be clear that I'm not trying to, I'm not making an accusation here um, for what I'm saying about, about people's intentions for things. But it seemed to me that given, the, given the kind of, vitriol that has been that has been kind of part and parcel of some of the central buck school board meetings of late especially mm -hmm. when you had some community members that were making unbelievable anti-semitic comments that were making um all sorts of kind of nonsense claims um kind of racial claims inflammatory claims that a trip to washington dc for museums like the holocaust museum something like that that would have been an extraordinary experience for those students right because it brings them into that context to really thinking about these you know th these conversations that seem to be so kind of like explosive in our communities and our school boards, it puts in a very, very different context when you're actually kind of asked to immerse yourself in that history. Of and course. so it seems to be like a double loss here, right? Not only is it just that they get an educational field trip, but it was a meaningful one given the context of what these discussions have been about. Of course. And, you know, maybe if the children did go to the Holocaust Museum, they would see that all the comparisons to masking and vaccine requirements to the Holocaust are completely false and, you know, offensive. And, um, you know, when you see the atrocities at the museums, you can't possibly then go back home and say, yeah, you're right. A vaccine mandate is like the Holocaust. <laughs> right? That that wouldn't be, I can't imagine that anyone would see what happened in the Holocaust and then come back home and say, yep, you're right. Right. So. Exactly. I'm thinking about, I mean, we visited the, uh, the Holocaust Museum um, kind of years ago. Um, and you know, there's that, there's that, uh, or I, I actually went at least to live in DC is probably kind of when I was going, when I first went there and there's that one hallway where you have all the shoes that are kind of filling up that room and mm -hmm. just that kind of immersive experience and the horror of that, once you're sitting mm -hmm. there, I, I, I remember that visceral experience and then you're, you know, put that in just in context of what you're looking around, around mm -hmm. here, what the, the comparisons are. It seems like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like even <laughs> you saying going. it, I have goosebumps just like Ditto. remembering. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just really sad that that was taken away. And instead, you know, Dorney park was suggested. Um, that blew my mind here. I, I have, I mean, this is. You can't compare the two, Kevin. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, this was, 
I had to go back and reread this because I'm like, wait a minute, this just can't, this can't be. And that, you know, to say that, well, maybe they could do something else. Maybe they could go to, here it is. Um, so I, I'm going to mispronounce her name. It's Lisa Sissio. Is that how you say her name? Yes. Mm -hmm. Lisa Sissio kind of made these comments, right? And, and, and says, I think we're discriminating against children who are not vaccinated. Um, she said that during the board meeting, right? Discriminating against those children. He says, well, I love Washington, D.C., she said. And she suggested administrators find an alternative option for the March 31st trip. This is, quote, frankly, they could go to Doherty Park and learn about roller coasters. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, you know, this is the Philadelphia Inquirer. This is kind of like they're kind of posting this. And I'm like, I mean, does this not even resonate? I mm -hmm. mean, I, I almost thought she was saying that like as just a really horrid joke. But to say like, OK, my, our kids could just go have fun instead of thinking about this horrible th stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, why not both? If you want to go to Dorney, <laughs> you can do that as well. You know, I'm the last sure, person who's going to be against Dorney. Right. Exactly. Like we can do both, but you can't you can't take away this experience, especially since it's been tradition at the school for a really long time. And the kids have been looking forward to it. And it was just like a such a flippant move, like, you know, oh, you know, people are not vaccinated discrimination, like discrimination doesn't work that way. I keep wanting to stress that like discrimination is against something you cannot change, right? Your race, your sex, your gender identity, all these things. And the vaccine status is not one of those things. No, that just drives me crazy. No, and I have, I have, you know, what's one of these things, and this is kind of a little kind of off topic, but it is one of these things where for years we keep on hearing about, you know, how, how the left, right? However they define that, right? In these spaces right. or how people of color or how women are just too sensitive, mm -hmm. right? That they're little snowflakes that anytime that they're offended, they'll just kind of melt away because mm -hmm. their feelings are hurt. Right. And then this has been kind of like a, a call for anti-political correctness stuff about why people should be able to say what they want. And then here. Right. It's like it's like the flip side of it. It's like you're basically saying, look, you, you, you make a choice, you move on. And um, but because you don't want to wear a mask on your kind of delicate little face. Right. That somehow there were all supposed to kind of collapse around and say, oh, my God, poor little Jimmy. Right. Or whoever. Mm -hmm. um, but you said it's like, no, this is like this is a choice. It is it's, it's night and day between like what these I, I don't know. It's just that, I guess it's just that that hypocrisy is just drives me insane. Well, yeah. And, you know, they ran on school or, or on parental choice. Right? right. So but I mean, listen, we all knew that when they run on parental choice, it's their parental choice. It's not everyone's right. parental choice, <laughs> you know, and it's clear and obvious at every single board meeting you know and the hypocrisy does is is frustrating you know to to put it mildly um so yeah i don't yeah they it's frustrating <laughs> it's frustrating and I, I was also surprised to see that we're that we saw a 7-1 decision to cancel the trip too as well mm -hmm. i mean that right. was that was i mean god this is I, I would have I would have expected. Look, I, I there's always going to be somebody who's going to have their own personal interest. Right. And they're going to kind of blow it up as if, it's you know, for everybody, you know, that's just kind of like human nature right. and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was actually a bit taken back. And this is where I kept on saying, yep, elections have consequences here when you kind of overload the board. And you because you create a sense of not only do you have a bunch of people that are driving the agenda, but there's a social presser now that's involved to other people that are on the board to kind of go right. along with the decision because you don't want to rock the boat. Oh, well, yeah. And I mean, they all they they will always vote 
it by party. Um, and we saw that, like I said, from the very beginning, as soon as they took office, and now they mostly don't even talk at the meetings um, because they don't have to, right? They just vote how they want to and they move along. There's no discussion of any kind. If another member tries to have a discussion, they will, you know, they will not have one. Um, they will like shoot them down. So, and that's what it is. But what happens is with this particular vote, it seemed to me particularly is that they already knew how they're going to vote and she wanted to pontificate like and tell everyone this is why she's going to vote this way so the people that have supported her you know can she's basically like yes you're right like thank you for being on our side right it was like a performative action for yep. her supporters and those who voted in but the board the rest of them already knew how they were going to vote but on top of it all she provided misinformation which is why i think another board member voted uh, against the trip that otherwise would have voted for the trip, right? She said kids wouldn't be able to go to the bathroom. Well, of course, nobody would want to put any child in that kind of a situation, exactly. right? But that wasn't true. Like, it was like a, it, she just kept providing all of this misinformation. And obviously, like, I feel like if I was there, too, on the board and, you know, I was told kids wouldn't be able to go eat or go to the bathroom, I'd be like, oh, my God, of course not. Meanwhile, right, because you're just putting you know, yourself in that si right, situation exactly. you're like, oh, God, this could, be, this could be You would never right. want to put any child in that situation, totally. of course. So and then we realize, oh, wow, that's not even true. Um, the assistant superintendent says, like, we we worked it all out, like no one's going to have an issue. And she just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And then, you know, they all voted as they were going to vote anyway um, and tricked others to vote. Yeah, and that's, and that's a way of also giving the constituents their, their talking points, too, as well. Right. So now they walk away and this is what they're going to say to everyone else. Well, meanwhile, you know, I know this is a little obscure for a lot of those folks who can be on the board. But, you know, it, there was a place they could have gone to figure out, you know, what was actually true at that point. It was there's a little thing you might have heard of it called Google. Right. Mm. Where you can actually kind of look up. Of mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's it's a little bit, uh, <laughs> you know, but that was remarkable. I mean, that was the, one of the first things I did. I'm like, wait a minute. Did you have to have like I said, I don't remember there being like vaccine mandates for these things in D.C. Let me go look at I'm like, no. And they yeah. say it right on their like right on their websites because people that's the first thing that they're thinking of. Right. What do I need to know if I'm going to come to visit Washington, D.C.? That's the first question anybody who's going to be bring a of field course. trip is going to have. Right. And there it of goes. Course. No. Right. Exactly. So if you, I mean, all you had to do was look it up. And so, like I said, either they were all just, they had no idea what they were talking about, or she was intentionally bringing misinformation to take the vote, to vote it down, basically. And despite what anyone says, like, well, they didn't vote it down. They, they, you know, put it on hold until they figure something out. No, it was on the agenda. They voted it down. The board did not approve the trip. That essentially means that it is canceled. Well, that's crazy. Well, now this just now we should say now because this just came up just today, right? Mm -hmm. um, that I believe, and you tweeted this out just kind of like well, probably like an hour ago, I think. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like so mm -hmm. now we have uh, a, a new uh, announcement kind of got posted that says, "Oh, well, the mayor of D.C. now announced that the city will end its proof of vaccine of uh, vaccination mandate." So uh, prior to today's announcement, the city's vac vaccination mandate status and potential impact on accessibility for students and chaperones was factored into decisions. Now, I guess we have to put it back on the table. Mm -hmm. right? Yes. I mean, they don't have to technically, but they, they don't could. have to. 
Yeah. I just found it very interesting, right? So that you have, uh, you know, here you go. And so now what's going to happen, right? Now mm -hmm. what's going to be the excuse, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, I can't imagine that they would vote it down this time around because there will be literally no legitimate excuse because then we could make assumptions and I'm sure they don't want the assumptions flying around, you know? So I'm just, I'm just concerned that it, this trip was voted down based on no actual reason right. because the mandates weren't really in place the kids the kids would be able to go to the bathroom they would be able to eat wherever they needed to eat um the museums didn't have requirements so the only thing i'm thinking is either it's a mask thing right because you still would have to mask in the museum mm -hmm. and they didn't just come out and say that because they don't want masks masks obviously um or it's the fact that they just don't want to support places that have any type of mandates right um so that's that's where i'm thinking yeah i mean that's what it looks like at this point i mean it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens next because it's uh mm -hmm. you know if you're saying okay it's one thing it sounds reasonable quote mm -hmm. unquote right if you're saying well look we don't have we we don't ask students to disclose their status we consider it a privacy thing we could put even if we were to accept that which i think it's just nonsense to begin with because you you right. require them to disclose their 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 vaccination status on measles on mumps rubella all the other required vaccinations so okay but let's put that nonsense aside but that's taken off the table now so what is it is it just going to be spite because Washington DC, right, is a democratic kind of city that is still gonna ask you to wear a mask? Right. Or is it just your like inability to wear a mask because you're like so delicate as a kind of like a human being that you don't want anybody to have to deal with it? I and mean, right. what's it gonna be? That seems to be much a much steeper climb um, to make that yeah. argument, but now they're in a position where they're gonna have to make it if they wanna continue to cancel it. Right. Right. Either way, I mean, like I said, I, they don't have to bring it up to a vote, but I imagine that the pressure is high enough that they would have to bring it up now. There are a lot of parents and kids who are disappointed about the, this trip. I know if I had a ninth grader, I definitely would be disappointed if the trip was canceled. I mean, I've been disappointed without having a ninth grader. Yeah. So. I was disappointed. I don't even have kids in Central Bucks. I mean, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I... I, you know, I tweeted after the meeting and, but like, it was all over Facebook. Like so many people were yep. writing about it, you know, but Twitter is like my platform of choice. Um, I've always, you know, as, as you know, <laughs> I've used Twitter for a very, very long time and I've been writing on it and I've, you know, grew a, a quite a little bit of a following. I was surprised that it went like mini viral. Um, but I'm glad that it did because yeah. it brought the necessary attention to what's going on where people, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, it's just a selfish move, you know? Right. Like there was no, like you said in the beginning, there was never like Dorney Park. Do, do they think that all the kids with disabilities would be able to go? No, of course not. They don't even think about those kids. They're not even on their radar. If you want to say discrimination, that's discrimination. Whenever I plan field trips for my students, I make sure that all kids can go, right? right? So I, I don't know. It's pretty remarkable. It's pretty it's remarkable. remarkable. Well, I, I mean, know. look, I mean, I have to say this is the other thing that I, I the, the other reason why I was glad that you could come on tonight for a bit um, was I think it's important to consistently, like, I don't know shine a light on these efforts, right? I mean, to shine a light on the fact that, look, we need to make sure that people are 
aware of these, whether it's a small decision or a large decision, that's a consequence of what goes on. And this is why I was so thrilled to see that, you know, okay, you tweeted out about this stuff. And then, like you said, you have a little bit of following, and then this starts showing up in some of the newspaper coverage, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there's a big lesson there for all of us who are trying to kind of stop the crazy, right? And um, really kind of bring some sort of sanity and kind of, um, you know, I mean, I would even settle just like, okay, let's get back to a point where we're dealing with like facts and truths, right? Um, and I mean, I'll obviously here, we're a progressive show, right? We're gonna push things kind of like a uh, kind of progressive, we're gonna argue for those things. But I mean, just the baseline of, you know, if we're talking about school board members, can you decide at least on facts and not kind of hidden agendas and conspiracy theories and kind of these random stuff, these things that are gonna be good for the kids. That's a lot to ask for, Kevin, considering that they didn't run on facts. <laughs> if you don't run on facts, you have no facts. Right. Well, that's that's exactly it, right? And so I think I think the question now that's kind of I think uh, you know I mean I'm sure that these discussions are happening with with uh, kind of in your circles in Central Bucks certainly happen in Penridge. I know it's happening all throughout Bucks County. You know, not just Bucks County, but I think that we're a real critical space here because so many of this, these extremist politics were, you know, kind of went for their trial run this past um, this past election. And I think it's only going to ramp up even more um, moving into 2022. So the more that we kind of, I think, you know, shine a light on and highlight these examples of like, look, you see something on the school board, <laughs> you say something. Right. right. And yeah. then we organize around it. I know. And, you know, it's, it's a little frustrating because I have always been very vocal about for, for years and that way before I ran. And I think it's frustrating to me that I continue to do so because I'm used to it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I know so many people who were upset by this that didn't speak up and didn't speak out and they just talked among themselves. And I mean, listen, I get it. Um, they came after me pretty hard when I, you know, spoke out like, you're attacking children like please like i'm not attacking children i'm a teacher like children are my heart and soul you know they're just trying to build a narrative that you know they can't take accountability for themselves but you know they of course they come after you pretty hard they go after your jobs like i get it i understand why people don't want to speak yeah. up that side is really the way they do things is gross i get it but if we don't speak up and the only voices we hear are their voices then we can't be upset at the end of exactly. the day, you know, and that's what happened with this election. Suddenly I hear people saying like, oh, we need to vote. We need to vote. I'm like, yes, where were you? <laughs> where were you in November? You know, like, uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, listen, I'm glad people are getting more involved. Like every time the board makes this colossal mistake, we get more supporters. We get more people more involved which is, hey, which is kind of what happened to the other side, right? Like COVID was, the board was making these decisions they didn't like. So the other side was getting all like riled up. So maybe now it's our turn, you know? So, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that it's our turn. Yeah, I think so too. And I, you know, I think now it's just, it's, it's, I just the straight up organizing and that's uh the kind of really what it what it comes down to um and you know i've had some really good conversations with uh with folks that are are, are doing this it's step by step and i hear the frustration you're talking about i mean i have i i, I matter of fact I, I run into same thing over and over again i mean i could go on and on about you know the degradation of my of my working life right over mm -hmm. the years and and other people sharing in that same thing and yet when it comes time to push back, um, it doesn't happen. Um, right. And I, I, I don't think, I think, well, I'm hoping that we've all started to learn that lesson and started going to push back here. 
Um, and I have to say, and I also, the other part of it too, as well, there's a certain degree of saying, okay, it's time to kind of adult up on this one, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? And, mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I have to say, I love this, the one tweet that you, put out, you said, look, I teach high school. I'm not in high school. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? right. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't care about your fights. Like, I don't care about their petty fights. Yep. I don't care the names that they call me. Like, I truly do not care. They will not silence me because they called me a mean word. <laughs> like I've been doing this. I've been speaking out for, for, for at least a decade at this point and so the fact that one of them doesn't like what i have to say or you know whatever that has no um no consequence to me it really doesn't because my goal isn't about them like i don't care what they're doing my goal is to make sure that my kids go to school in a district that has common sense people in place right that people who make decisions for my children for all of our children use their brains and use common sense and don't do things because they're politically motivated to do things because they want their friends to clap for them or whatever that right. may be like i don't like i don't care about this infighting i'm not in high school they act like they're in high school that's on them <laughs> like i like you said i teach it i I've, i have enough of it during the day they wouldn't last a minute in my shoes so <laughs> right exactly <laughs> exactly well i'm so i'm so glad you put this out i'm so glad that we were seeing this uh, get reported on and having traction and at least the fact that you know look an email goes out that basically uh, has to alert parents now that oh okay wait maybe we're going to be thinking about the dc <laughs> trip over again you know maybe that's some indication that you know wild you know, right yeah i mean it just has to email have saying like oh by the way we'll talk about it later <laughs> yeah um too so let me just ask you this in a more more broad sense beyond this i mean we're obviously we're kind of you know a few months out now um from the election and stuff um mm -hmm. what is how are you seeing things pan out so far on the school board um and are there things that that you know people in the community people in central bucks or even beyond that should be paying attention to or um should have their you know yeah paying attention to at this point yes well, and I said this today earlier, like pay attention to everything. And it's hard because there these meetings are long. You have to get through a bunch of public comments, you know, that are sometimes, you know, unpleasant to listen to. Um, but, you know, right now we're we're looking at like curriculum and policy and they're start, they're going to go they're going to go after books. We, we could already see it. It's happening all over the country. It's coming right. here to Central Bucks already at the last meeting. They were going against professional opinion with the library books that are in our libraries. Right. Like they the board. Well, certain members of the board do not trust the professionals, the administrators, everyone who has kept our school one of the best districts in the, the state and you know yeah. in, the, in the country so suddenly they don't trust them and they think that they know better without having any experience in education or anything of the sort and so we really need to be paying attention to what they're going to do with curriculum because once they start pulling at curriculum they will hurt our kids because they're going to start taking away educational opportunities like trips to the Holocaust right. Museum. You know, they'll 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 pull books about the Holocaust next, right? Like they did in in other I don't remember where it was in a different state where they pulled mouse, right? In Tennessee, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, well, right, exactly. Yep. Like that was so easy for them to do. It was just snap of the fingers and they can do that here too. So my my advice is to really pay attention especially to the curriculum meetings. What's going on? Who's saying what? and you know 
that's that's that. So on those media, on the curriculum stuff, there does Central Box is there kind of like a, a for lack of a better word, like a season for curricular development? Like, is there a particular time which they start? to, okay, at this point in the, in the year, we're going to start looking at revisions for the following year, or is this just kind of an ongoing process in which they will approach it? Um, you know, I actually don't know the answer to that question, mm -hmm. but I, I would assume that it's an ongoing process based on the, the meetings that I have heard. Yeah. You know, something comes up, there's a program that someone wants to add, you know, there's a revisiting of summer school or summer reading, right? Like it's always kind of ongoing. I think at different parts of the year, different things get revisited. And right now their concern is with what's inside our libraries. Yep. Well, this has certainly been the case in Penridge. I mean, this is where, where my kids are at. I mean, they're, they're already, they have already pulled books off the shelves. Um, I mean, the books on, you know, the kind of, uh, I mean, books that have been around since the seventies, right. Where okay. they're kind of like, you know, opening up like, Oh, what does it mean that this kid that's in the school, like has like has two mothers, right. Because, right. you know, this is, and that gets pulled from all the shelves right off the bat. I mean, right. in such like blinding speed before most parents in the district even know that there's like it's on the agenda. It's because these folks are actually gunning. They already have their list of books. They already have okay. their list of things that they're coming after. It has yeah. nothing to do with kind of grassroots response from parents who say, hey, the, you know what? This book was taught in this class. Maybe we should look at it. No, they're coming with. Of course not, because no one's reading these books. No one's going to a library and like reading through every single book. You know, they already have passages that they want to call out. Like right. someone is driving this effort that's way more powerful than any of us are. And then they are recruiting these parents locally um, under the pretense of like, we care about your children, like you really should pay attention. And it's like that Moms for Liberty and all those yep. groups, yep, you yep, know? Yep. And, and so they call it these grassroots, but they're not. They're using, like these powerful people are using local moms, local parents to lead these efforts because they can't be everywhere, right? So they are using the local parents to work for them. It's, it's, it's an interesting and a really effective strategy. Well, it is, you know, last week, and we talked a little bit of this before, uh, before the show tonight, as we had Amy connect on last week, uh, from she's up in the Palisade school district. Um, and she went to one of these right for bucks meetings and kind of reported on it and things like that. Kind of just, you know, it was an open meeting, right? You can, anybody right. can go and they welcome everybody. They said, you know, they want people to come to this. And the one, her main takeaway from that is like, look, they are incredibly organized, mm -hmm. right? That they've got their, they've already got their, you know, here's your toolkit. Right. Yes. Um, so what to do next when people are angry? Well, then this is what you could do next. Here's how you run for office. Here's how this and yeah. here's and how you make it happen. This person over here will help you fill out the paperwork, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's really kind of like we see this being reproduced right across the board. And um, yeah, we'll see where we go from here. We'll see where we go. From yeah. here, I, I mean, that it's, it was the same thing with our election. You know, they clearly had strategists and professionals and we had us. <laughs> so we had us figuring it out every step of the way. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that the parent like parents in all these school districts, especially, you know, like, like you said, Central Bucks had always been known as kind of one of the best districts around. Yeah. Right. Um, and I look at what's happening in some of the other the legislation, the laws are being passed in different parts of the country right now where mm -hmm. they're asking teachers to submit their like, you know, their lesson plans a year ahead yeah. of time and all this. And they're, people are just quitting. I mean, teachers yep. are like, forget it. I'm done. It's like you have mm -hmm. you have no understanding of what actually what meaning what being a teacher is if you think that producing lesson plans a year ahead will be anything but a lie. Seriously, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> seriously, most of us don't know what we're teaching. Like, I mean, we know what we're teaching, but how it's going to go, you know, and the day to day 
changes based on what the students are up to and so and which kids are in your classroom right because that changes every year right exactly exactly it's silly it's but yeah you're right it's a it's a playbook and everyone they all have it and yeah there you have it and they're gonna push it through well, you hear it. Uh, you're hearing it from uh, Diana Lagerman here tonight. That pay attention to everything. <laughs> that is your charge uh, moving forward. That is, that is my non-organization organization. Pay attention to everything on the local level because things can change really, really quickly, and most parents aren't involved at all. Yeah, and I think that you know you've got to I, look. I love the model that. I, I, in part because it kind of gels with the way I kind of approach the world world in a very similar way is like, you know, when something like this happens, go public with it, you know, let other people know, make sure other people are aware of what's going on, because um, that's the only thing we kind of break out of this, right? It's great to kind yeah. of like, you know, talk with other people and commiserate and all that stuff. But it's got to people have to become aware of it outside of our little circles in order. They to absolutely change. do, because otherwise, you know, we have, you know, we the votes are not going to change because the majority right. is far right. So the only thing we have is getting attention to what's going on in our district. And our goal is to continue to do that. 100%. Well, listen, Diana, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate you, it. Um, and, uh, you know, keep up the good work. And uh, the other thing, too, I was very psyched. I, I actually missed this one. You uh, you uh, retweeted uh, uh, Lady Whistleton's uh, most recent piece on the uh, the uh, canceling of the school district plans. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, that was a good one. Uh, I, I appreciate that. People should check that out, too, as well. It's an absolutely uh, a wonderful thing. And uh, as and I will say it so you don't have to is like, because she has to tell a lot of people this. No, that is not her. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That kind of writing is awesome, but nope, not me. <laughs> it's like when I came across that for the first time, it was one of my favorite little things about like, uh, know. you know, this little corner people of have, the world. So many people have asked because, you know, I write, but yeah. I'm like, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> not me. No, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time. Keep up the fight. And, uh, you know, we'll do what we can on our end to kind of help amplify the work that you're doing and uh people doing all throughout the county so uh thank you kevin uh, yeah you're already doing a great job hey we do what we can right we all got to do what we can do right absolutely. <laughs> do. absolutely all right well this is kevin mahoney editor and founder of ragey chicken thank you all for who decided to stop by tonight and tune in um look forward to uh you know lots of stuff going on if you didn't get a chance to check it out um earlier today we had a uh, part one of our valentine's day doubleheader with stephen caruso for the pennsylvania capital star talking about redistricting what's happening with the maps um and where things are going to go forward and how we got here um and coming forward just so you know this friday we were probably not going to have a live show i'm pretty sure of that um i think we might uh my family and i might take a, a little extra extended weekend um just to uh kind of recuperate because we're all kind of pretty worn out <laughs> so um my kids have five days off so uh, so there you go um so anyways uh so thank you all for tuning in i uh, appreciate you stopping by everybody and thank you once again to diana lagerman for joining us tonight appreciate it thank you all right we'll see you all in the future everybody here we go. Who are the people in your world? Let's do it. See ya.